You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 55 of the Aging Starts Now podcast. I'm Chris Johnson, an attorney and partner here at Tagus McGinnis Elder Care Law. With me today is one of my partners, Barbara McGinnis. Thank you for being here, Barbara. And today we're going to talk about cautionary tales, losing important documents, and in today's case, the trust documents. So uh, not something in the legal world we're ever happy about is lost original documents, right, Barbara? Absolutely not, but it happens more often than you think. Where families really get into trouble is realizing they have a lost document after the death of a, of a parent or the grantor of the trust. And, that, and we've actually had a couple of folks that have come in, coincidentally, within the last couple of weeks, we've had families reach out to us a couple of times. You had um, a local family that had a very interesting story, but a good outcome. A, a very good outcome and, and pretty much the proverbial needle in a haystack. Uh, <clears throat> we did. We had a family reach out to us. Uh, and they said, hey, we're, we're closing on the home of a parent, and the home had been placed into a revocable trust many years ago, and now no copy of the trust was in existence. The attorney who had drafted it many moons ago had since retired and provided the entire case file to the, uh, to the client, uh, and then the trustee of the trust had a copy and then in, in probably the most cliched excuse ever, and, but it happens. I mean, these things happen. That's why they become cliches. Uh, the dog ate it, quite literally. <laughs> at, at some point, they had important files that were kind of in a home office, and the dog was, had the run of the house, and the, and the dog took care of the trust. Uh, and it was the sole and only remaining copy of the trust. And you can imagine... The horror, because it wasn't just the trust document that was destroyed. There were a lot of other things that were destroyed. But even worse was it, there wasn't a full realization of the impact of losing that document until later on down the road as uh, you know the parent has passed and they're trying to prepare the home for sale and they have the real estate company uh, and they have someone who's put in an offer and they want to get it under contract. And they realize, hey, did you know as the uh, real estate agency checks the deed, do you know that it's in a trust? And do you have a copy of this trust? And, of course, that sets off a frantic search. And that's something you never want to be a part of. It is no fun to search for legal documents when you're not sure where they are, but especially when you're doing it under duress. You feel like the clock is ticking. We have a potential buyer. We don't want to lose this opportunity. Uh, and so now you're scrambling. It's, it's more than a major inconvenience. It, it really can be stressful. 
And so they started their search for the trust and came to the quick conclusion that the trust had been destroyed in the dog incident. And so now what happened was the the real estate attorney pointed the family in our direction uh, and just said, well, hey, uh, Tegas McGinnis, they're going to know what to do and kind of what your next steps are going to be when you don't have a copy of the trust document. And this is where uh, this individual probably should have gone home and bought a lottery ticket after our meeting. Um, We called and had a, a quick phone call, and it turned out that the client in this case had been uh, to our office to see us many years ago for kind of a document review and a quick kind of understanding of a few things. And lo and behold, what was in our filing system but a copy of the trust. Uh, They had brought it to us, I think, for a quick review and if they wanted to make some changes or not. And like we always do when we meet with clients, we scan in important documents uh, whenever we're doing anything with a client because those historical documents, I call them kind of the historical record, they'll matter and you just, you never know. And so lo and behold, many years later, the trustee of that trust reaches out to us and there it is. And we were able to provide it for them. Uh, and it was, it's a big win for everyone. Uh, the, the real estate agency, their, their closing is now gonna go off smoother. The trustee knows what to do with the funds, can open an account at the bank because they have the appropriate documentation. All of those things that they needed were there because this one copy of the trust still existed. And although this one has a happy ending, I promise you, and it's why I kind of like telling it, I do like the happy ending stories, but most stories where we can't locate the documents don't end up like that. And so with every client, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, put it in a safe place. Make sure you maintain some copies of it, you know, with powers of attorney and trust, Put them, put them in your email, scan them, have an electronic copy. We can provide electronic copies of all our documents to our clients. And then if wherever you put it, try and get a fireproof box or a little fireproof safe, something that'll protect those documents and make sure that your key players, someone other than you, knows where they are and where to find them so that when an event such as this happens, hey, we have some redundancy. We say a lot in this office, we never want to have a single point of failure in our planning. That includes where the documents are and the ability to get to them. And so having a copy here and there, it, it protects you and protects your heirs, protects your family members if they need to do that. So a real interesting story. Uh, I haven't heard the dog ate it in a long, long time. I think I was back in grade school the last time I've heard that as an explanation. So uh, a happy ending to that tale, but a very cautionary tale as that could have turned out way worse. Um, But I'm not the only one uh, who's uh, dealt with that. Barbara, you had something in the last few weeks uh, along these lines as well. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, we had uh, an inquiry from someone in Florida who passed away in Florida, but their trust was actually situs in Tennessee. And so I, I think just again, because of reputation, call Takis McGinnis, they'll know what to do. We wound up with a phone call that said, settling mom's estate was claiming on a life insurance policy 
and the life insurance policy was made payable to an irrevocable trust. And no one has seen a copy of this trust. Well, obviously, mom's not around to, to give them any sort of guidance. Like um, frequently happens, the attorney that uh, drafted her other documents is, was also retired now. And so that was not really a, uh, anything to be helpful for. So they were like, well, what do we do? And I can't really stress enough how what a big deal it is to keep track of your own documents. That's that's sort of like a, a basic rule of having estate plan documents. Greatest risk to any estate planning document is loss, misplacing it. Um, so a safe place is essential, like you were talking about, having a fireproof box at your house. It doesn't mean it has to go in a safe deposit box, but... Um, Copies at the attorney's office can be helpful with a trust. Copies to successor trustees could be helpful. Recording of a trust is also possible. And that often does happen with real estate that you have, if not the entire trust, at least an abstract of the trust. So sometimes when you can't find the trust, thinking about where do I go to look for uh, clues. So recording of a trust, at least the abstract. Um, different than a lost will. If there's a lost will, another significant event, but a, a lost will is going to be assumed or presumed revoked and destroyed unless you can rebut that um, in court. But that's not so with a trust. A lost trust is just a lost trust. There is not an assumption of revocation. So we really have to come up with it uh, where is that document? So in this uh, Florida story, you know, we suggested that it's it was a life insurance policy. So chances are good that there the trust was not recorded. Uh, but to go back to the insurance company and see if they actually had a copy on file, check with banks that the person banked with to see if there was perhaps a copy on file, because maybe something else belonged to that trust at some point in time. Check with financial planners, other trusted advisors to see if there's copies. In the absence of any document that can be turned up, that means they are now in a probate situation, exactly what your trust was designed to avoid, because that is the form to resolve this. Uh, you have to prove to the court that you've searched extensively and in what manner how have you uh, researched for this trust. And if there are any witnesses, perhaps, who could testify as to the content of that trust, because the really big deal here is who would be the beneficiaries of the trust. If the trust is the beneficiary of the life insurance policy, who is going to be the beneficiaries of the trust? And that may or may not be the children of the deceased person. So anyway... Could be a big deal. It certainly can wreak havoc on your estate plan. Um, periodic reviews of your documents, just to make sure you can still find them, might be a good thing. But also to, to make sure your documents are in place. We know where they are. They're accurate. But also to review your assets. Because my guess is with that Florida story, Somebody forgot all about the trust, forgot all about the life insurance policy, and you can have a lot of outdated beneficiary designations that could 
cause other problems as well. So anyway, cautionary tale is don't lose your trust. That's right. You do not want to lose these documents. Your estate plan, your trust, all these documents, one of the great analogies I like to tell people, they're a lot like your car. They should be given a little tune-up or maintenance from time to time, looked at, checked under the hood, make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And probably seven, eight, nine years into their lifespan, they're probably due to be revamped. You know, get a trade in your car, maybe look at your estate plan. Is it time to look at doing something different. You know, the kids were minors when we first executed these. Now they're adults. Uh, we weren't even in thinking about retirement and now we're retired. And when you cross those thresholds, it's probably time to make some significant uh, changes to your planning. And that constant touching, that constant evaluation of it, it keeps that plan in the forefront, and that means you're going to know where it is. You're touching it. You're talking about it with your spouse, with your children, with the key players, so that if something does happen, the other people know about it, know where to find it. All of those things, when it goes on a shelf and it's never talked about it again, that's when it can kind of fade off into the history. And then when people really need it, they can't find it. Your plan is a living thing and it needs to be looked on and it needs to be made sure that it's still doing what it's supposed to be doing. All right. So I think that wraps us up for this time. We'll probably come up with another cautionary tale or two in the next few weeks. We welcome our listeners to come back to Aging Starts Now. And in the meantime, you can always check us out on our website. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Takus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 